Hello and welcome to YHTV's Trinity of Life. I'm Christina Suzuma, and today I have a very special guest with me, Paula Wilbert. Paula Wilbert was um, is not only our guest speaker today, she has been with us um, through our previous uh, virtual conference, virtual yoga meditation conference back in 2011. And Paula has the um, come to us because of a wonderful product that she has invented and she is the founder of. These are the Wrist Assured Gloves. There's so many of us, not just uh, those of us who are in yoga practice, but in so many walks of life that have had been suffering basically from major issues, major wrist issues. And so I felt it was very, very important to have Paula here with us today so that she can present to you, um, you know, the reason and why she came about with this wonderful product to help support each and every one of you with wrist issues. I would like to welcome all of you uh, to meet Paula Wilbert of Wrist Assured Gloves, in other words, WAGS. Hello, Paula. Welcome. Hi, Christina. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. We were just saying about what the beautiful weather that you're having over there. Oh, it's incredible. 70 degrees in March on Cape Cod in Massachusetts oh is gosh. a gift. Absolute oh, gift. That's amazing. I mean, it is really comparable to the weather we're having here in Los Angeles. So something's happening in the world, isn't it? I think so. I think so. I'll take it for now. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Better than snow and sleet, which can be typical in March. Oh my gosh, it's really magnificent. So Paula, welcome to our show. This is, you know, the Trinity of Life was, is really here um, to support people of all stages of life, from childhood all the way to our wisdom keepers, our elders. Um, and uh, I, I really have had so many wonderful comments about the wrist assured gloves and how it supported Great. people. And so I, I do believe that if we can share this, you know, with a greater audience, you know, globally, I, I think sure. um, it, it will help to advance, you know, um, people's activities in life, basically. So, uh, Paula, uh, would you like to tell us a little bit about how you, you know, a little bit about your background, really? Sure, I'd love to. Um, I am an occupational therapist, and uh, in my role as an occupational therapist, I've um, worked with many, many different types of um, people that are transitioning from uh, an injury or adapting to a disability. And in my role as an OT, um, our goal was always to achieve maximum independence and to help people reach their maximum potential. And so there's a lot of problem solving involved in that because I'm, you know, for example, if you're trying to teach someone how to um, get back to living their daily life in their home after they've sustained a stroke, for example. Um, sometimes you have to adapt the environment or you have to come up with some little tools to help them do all of their daily living skills um, with uh, diminished function or different, different physical abilities than they were used to. So I really had the background, um, you know, for product development and through my um, I guess to say I'm, I'm really a problem solver both by vocation and by nature. And um, so through my work as an occupational therapist, there were different times that I couldn't find a product that I was looking for and kind of came up with my own. 
But when I fell and had a wrist injury, I was uh, playing soccer with my son and and tripped over the ball and landed on asphalt because we were kicking the ball around in the street. And so I, I really strained both of my wrists quite severely. Fortunately, I didn't break anything. But um, I had, after my wrist healed, I had difficulty resuming my yoga pra- and Pilates practice. I was um, having trouble putting full weight on my hands. And so, you know, I started fiddling around with, um, you know, a, a gel mouse pad and, um, you know, attached it to my wrist uh, with an ACE bandage and noticed that when I elevated the heel of my hand um, and changed the angle of my wrist, uh, the pain was diminished. Mm. So I started, uh, you know, made my own little <laughs> version of uh, the very early, early prototype of WAGS and uh, started pra- resuming my practice at home. Well, then when I wanted to go back to class, I thought, okay, there's got to be something a little more attractive and practical than wrapping this <laughs> gel, this my, my mouse pad to my hand with an ACE wrap. Um, and so I started looking online, um, you know, went shopping and really couldn't find a product that did what I wanted it to do for my wrist. And um, everything that I found really uh, for the wrist was was geared to immobilize and brace the wrist. And I knew I didn't want my wrist immobilized. I wanted to be able to use it functionally. I just didn't want to have to go into that extreme extension, which is, you know, like a 90-degree angle when you're yeah. doing a, a plank or a push-up position. That's where the stress came into the joint was when it was in that full position of range of motion with body weight added. So that was really what set me on the path of, of developing this product was really solving my own problem. And then serendipitously, um, at the time uh, when I was going through, oh, should I just make me, uh, you know, uh, something myself or, you know, is this one of my ideas that has, has longer legs than some of my other ones? Is there, is there a greater need for this product out there? So I was kind of pondering that and I went to class one day and it just was the day of wrist pain in my yoga class because there were about six or seven people complaining of wrist pain that day and the instructor was giving some modifications of rolling up your mat and and you know doing your planks on your knuckles and um there also was an article that came out in the yoga journal that talked about the stress of yoga on the wrist at the same time So, you know, I finally um, did some research and just pondered a little more and felt like it was really a significant problem that wasn't being addressed in the marketplace and that um, it was time for me to jump into those entrepreneur shoes that I'd always kind of thought about. So that's wonderful. That's real. That's how WAGS came to be. (laughs) (laughs) Through an accident. Now, did you actually break your wrists when you fell on them or was it? I did not. I was fortunate. I just strained them. So, Mm -hmm. you know, through the, through the um, impact and through the hyper, the quick hyper extension when I fell, um, strained the ligaments and the tendons in the wrist. So It's, it's amazing how something like that actually can affect us just that extent that that you're now living with an injury that you need a completely different support for. 
Well, and it takes us on a different path in life, too. So sometimes these little accidents aren't accidents at all. That's right. That's right. <laughs> now, yeah. you've, uh, now you've uh, developed something to support so many other people. It's fantastic. Uh, so, um, so, Paula, do, um, are you still working as an occupational therapist? Um, I do occasionally do some per diem work. Mm -hmm. um, and I do that really, I didn't for several years. I really just focused on, on um, running my business. And that in its, of itself is a full-time job and more. But, um, you know, I really, I, I felt uh, a lot of satisfaction and, uh, at helping people. But it felt remote because I no longer had that one-on-one -on -one contact that I had been so used to as a therapist. And so I was kind of missing that. Um, I do enjoy getting to meet customers when I go to trade shows and talk to customers on the phone. And and I love getting uh, testimonials and hearing people's stories about how WAGS has made a you know significant impact on their health and wellness. But um, so I uh, – this – position just sort of landed in my lap and I get to, um, they call me and tell me when they need me and I get to say yes or no. And, um, you know, it can be as little as once a month or it can be as much as, you know, several hours a week. And so it's great. So yeah. I am doing some uh, per diem work again, and I'm really enjoying that. That's, that's wonderful. Um, do you find that uh, some of your clients in your therapy do you find that uh, they're able to put your gloves into use as well? I'm actually working um, at a pediatric clinic. So um, it's interesting because I actually had a, a, a child that had a need for a wheelchair glove. And um, so we talked about adapting the WAGs for, um, for a wheelchair glove, actually. Wow. Um, so, it, you know, I, I'm not working currently with... with um, with adults, but I had a, um, a mother whose daughter was, uh, an ice skater. And, um, I guess when you're learning new moves on, uh, mm -hmm. in ice skating, you tend to always fall to the same side because you're always landing on the same foot. And so they're more susceptible to wrist fractures. And so, um, you know, just in a conversation with this mother in the waiting room, um, you know, she said, oh, my goodness, you know, I think my daughter could use this to break the impact when she falls. So, you know, even though when I set out to really, um, I felt like my main niche was yoga, Pilates and fitness, um, the gloves have really found their way into rehab as a tool mm -hmm. for um, resuming your activities after you've had hand surgery or some sort of an injury. Um, I had a testimonial from someone the other day that said that they use them for yard work, for gardening and mowing the lawn. So when they're down on their hands and knees, they don't have to put the pressure on their wrists. And then when they're pushing the mower, it relieves some of the pressure. So, right. so you know, we, we market them as, you know, a fitness glove, but they certainly have, um, you know, found their way to other applications. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I that actually uses them for driving, you know, because, mm. you, you know, here in Los Angeles, you've got these long highways and, and there's like, if you're in the car for two hours or so, um, you know, driving from one point to another, she had bought them for actually her Pilates and she was so excited with them that one day that she just kept them on on her drive back down to San Diego and she felt 
that it just that cushion, uh, you know, with her holding the steering wheel really helped mm. change the direction and angle of her wrist. So it really, yeah, <laughs> I was, and she said, yeah. you know, these are great driving gloves. <laughs> I said, well, whatever works, <laughs> if it works for yeah. you, great. Motorcycling, that's the other thing I've had, uh, you know, people tell me they use them for, um, for motorcycle gloves, um, particularly those, um, I don't know the name other than crotch rocket, which is such a silly <laughs> name, but <laughs> those motorcycles where you're, you know, you're pitched way over and all the pressures on your hands. Right. You've and the, seen the them wrist zooming is, around their little, broken. oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so, so I know those, that, that sustains a lot of pressure on the wrist, but, right. um, and I love them for mountain biking because I love going off road, but because of my previous wrist injury, I really, the jarring really bothers my wrist. And mm -hmm. so with the gloves on that, that thickness of that pad at the, the heel of my hand really helps to absorb all the shock of, you know, the bumps in the road. So That's great. Well, we're just uh, going to have to tap into those markets for you. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, Paula, did you want to show everyone uh, the concept behind the gloves? I, I mean, I just, I just find it sure, so funny. Absolutely. If I had my little mouse pad here, I would just stick it on my hand to show everyone the difference. But, sure, um, sure. but I know that well, we do um, have. Just hold oh, oh here's a Segovia just passed me a, a little mouse gel pad, <laughs> and I'm just en envisioning you having. <laughs> I had I cut it up actually I yeah I cut I cut it in half and then um, you know attached it to my my hand with an ace wrap so that was the very first version I know. and here's here's the pad now um, which is you know I'll hold it right up here in front of the camera oh, you can awesome. see that it's angled um, we design I designed it so that it really fit the contour of the hand so that it has um, an arch support. Mm -hmm. So that when you're resting on it, it's not just like a, you know, a flat surface. It really supports the arch of the hand. And then um, in the, what some people call the butt of the pad, <laughs> the little butt cheeks, um, right there, that cutout is so you don't get pressure on your median nerve. And your median nerve uh, goes right down here uh, where it transverses the wrist. And when you get compression on that, um, you'll get the symptoms of carpal tunnel syndrome. Mm -hmm. And so that cutout prevents you from getting that, you know, that pressure in your palm there. And then the main feature that changes the angle of the wrist, though, is that it's thicker in the back and tapers to the front. So it's mm -hmm. a little mini wedge. And what that does is when you're weight bearing um, on your hands, instead of being, this is sort of the upside down version, um, you know, normally you're in like a 90 degree angle, but the pad just elevates the heel of your hand. If I can probably do it this way. I can't really do it with the camera being up high, but, um, and it eliminates about 15 degrees of wrist extension. So instead of, for example, depending on your mobility, but sort of the average person has about 90, 95 degrees of wrist extension, it's going to take you to, um, you know, 75, 80 degrees of wrist extension. And it's that relaxing of that, that, that few 15 degrees of wrist extension that takes the stress off of all the soft tissues that cover the wrist, mm -hmm. because now they're not on maximum stretch with body weight applied. 
So, um, so those are the main features of the gel pad. And then the gel pad is sewn into the glove. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, of course, the glove has non-skid fabric on the palm, so you, you can grip better, um, has an inner liner to absorb, absorb moisture. And, um, and as it's evolved, we've, we've developed three styles of the WAGs um, from sort of the least supportive to the most supportive. And that really came out of customer need, just sort of listening to what people, um, you know, needed and uh, kind of following, following their lead. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, Paula, were the were the gel pads always um, that design? Uh, yes, um, I mean certainly there were a lot of iterations before we, um, you know, patented it and before we um, launched the product. But w- since the product has been out, this is this has been the design. You know, we did our pre-launch testing and made modifications in length and shape and thickness and. Initially, um, I started out with a much thicker pad, and that was really I realized because it was my own need of needing a little a little bit more because I wasn't fully healed. Mm-hmm. But what happens if you get a thicker pad is then you're gonna you're sort of shifting a little bit of this. If you elevate your hand too high, you're you're shifting the stress really to the the knuckles. And so I didn't want to solve a problem in the wrist and create one in the fingers. So. <laughs> So I, we did a lot of, um, you know, I did a lot of research and, and consulting with hand surgeons and ergonomic specialists. And, um, and this we felt like was the, you know, the ideal thickness and degree of wedge for, um, you know, the majority of, of needs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> I mean, I've had so many great comments about these gloves and, and everyone can see this one was your original glove. I, I do believe. Um, we've actually had a few others, but oh. that, uh, yeah, yeah, that's the, that's actually the original style, the pro, but the fabric has changed. The original design was fingerless. So there's been an evolution. Um, but that is the original half finger glove, the WAGS, which is what is now called the WAGS pro. Wags Pro, and they 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 fit so nice and snug. So you had a, a fingerless as well. Um, we had it. It was called a fingerless, and it in actuality it had little tabs of fabric between these two fingers. Oh. And when we did try to do a true fingerless glove, what happens is when you're in a position where the force is linear, such as downward dog, for example, mm-hmm. um, without the fabric or it's something to help keep your hand in place. If you're pressing too hard forward, you, you slid off of the pad. So it didn't keep you positioned properly on the pad. So we added the finger tabs and, um, and then we evolved really to the half finger glove as the most versatile, um, best fitting and, um, most kind of common style. So, Um, so this is okay. And then, and then you evolve from this to the wrap, correct? The, the WAGS Ultra. The Ultra. Yeah. And that one's called the WAGS Ultra. And that is for ultra supportive. It is the most supportive. And I can show you a couple of little features on, well, you've got it on too, Christina, on the Ultra. Um, it seems like a little detail, but it makes a difference to the person with, um, arthritis this is really kind of how this one came to be 
is um, on this one, you see that the thumb is completely stretchable in Lycra. And on the mm -hmm. Pro, there's non-skid on the thumb. And so the thumb does not stretch as much because that fabric does not stretch. Oh, I see. And one of the things, one of the comments we were hearing um, was that people who had um, arthritis, particularly in the thumb area, if they were having a flare-up of their symptoms and were swollen, the glove was tight and it was hard to get it off and on over their swollen thumb. So that little feature just allows for more stretch so that um, it can accommodate a swollen thumb because the thumb is completely lycra. And then the other little feature for someone with arthritis is that we added on the um, wristband this little finger loop. And so sometimes when you, ha again, have a flare-up of your symptoms, it can be really difficult to do what's called the pincer grasp. Mm -hmm. And so to grab the Velcro to undo it might be painful, but you can just slip your finger in like so and then take the Velcro tab off. Mm -hmm. So this, this glove is, you know, has a couple of little features that are, you know, a little bit more therapeutic. And then we get the question sometimes from people, um, does, you know, does the wrist wrap basically uh, support you too much so that um, you're not using your muscles and could you then, your muscles then grow weaker? If you've ever had a cast on, anyone that's ever had a cast on and you know when you're immobilized, um, it's the cast or the brace that completely supports you. And when you take that cast off, I know I broke my foot. And when I took my cast off after eight weeks, I could not believe how tiny and atrophied my calf muscle was because I hadn't been using it for eight weeks. And so that's an indication. Well, you haven't used that muscle. So I just... Um, you know, want to make it clear to people, this provides a little bit of soft support, but you still have full mobility and you're still going to engage your muscles. It's just um, for someone with arthritis, this helps keep the joint warm. Um, so that's a nice, uh, nice feature because that helps with stiffness. And then also people with tendonitis tend to like the ultra because it just provides a nice compression um, you know, over the in tendons that might be inflamed. But um, we don't recommend the WAGS Ultra for someone that does have carpal tunnel syndrome. We steer them away from this style. And the reason being is you don't want, you already have, I, I showed you where the median nerve crosses the hand earlier. You don't want additional pressure. If you pull this too tight, you're going to be, adding pressure down here over your over your nerve and so you don't want compression on the carpal tunnel if you have any kind of symptoms of carpal tunnel syndrome so we would steer that particular customer towards the wags pro that has the open design of the wrist do you recommend that uh, people who are dealing with like arthritis and they do get swollen joints that they choose a size that is slightly larger uh, than, than it fitting no. really snug? No, I actually don't, Christina. And the reason being is that um, the gloves do uh, break in a little bit after you wear them. So even if it starts out really snug, once you wear them for, you know, four or five times, take them, taking them on and off, they're going to give a little bit. 
and you do want a snug fit for optimal performance. And the reason being is that because you are, the gel pad is anatomically designed, so you want to be able to stay in the correct position on the pad so that it fits the anatomy of your hand. And if the gloves are a little loose, we find that, you know, you can either slip side to side or forward and back. And so then you're not going to really have the maximum benefit. Um, I think you can get a nice snug fit without it being too tight and uncomfortable for someone that has arthritis. A nice snug fit is really key to the performance of the glove. So hmm. we do recommend a, a snug okay. fit. And, and who else would you <clears throat> recommend uh, the ultra to? Uh, just uh, people with, um, of course, arthritis, people needing a little more wrist support? Yes, exactly. And... Um, uh, someone that just either has had ligament injuries, and so they have kind of loose ligaments or um, ligament laxity. And sometimes women have ligament laxity after they have a baby because, you know, our ligaments have to relax to, uh, you know, so the pelvis can expand and accommodate this growing being. And so all of your, all of your ligaments um, in your body relax when you're, you know, when you're pregnant. And um, a lot of uh, women develop uh, pregnancy-related carpal mm. tunnel symptoms. And it's not true carpal tunnel syndrome. Um, it's related to the relaxing of the ligaments and the bone shifting perhaps in the hands. And, and it can be related to inflammation as well um, so that the carpal tunnel gets compressed from inflammation and fluid retention that mm. could be related to pregnancy. But um, so someone with ligament laxity, um, whether that's genetic or again is hormonal, uh, might enjoy the extra support of the, the WAGS Ultra. Um, people with arthritis tend to prefer that one. And like I said, tendinitis kind of can go either way with the, the pro or the, um, or the ultra. And then definitely carpal tunnel syndrome, we would steer away from the ultra towards the pro. Um, and, and some people have thumb pain yes. versus really true wrist pain. And one of the first joints that you do develop arthritis in is the basal thumb joint. So that's the base of the thumb where it connects to the wrist joint. So there's three joints in the thumb, and down here where it connects is one of the first sites of arthritis. And so the nice thing about um, WAGS is that the pad actually covers the basal thumb joint. So you're getting a little bit of cushioning so that you're not weight-bearing on a hard surface, which can, um, you know, be uncomfortable and irritate the joint. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the other benefit is that it elevates your thumb so that when you're weight-bearing, the thumb is going to be a little bit elevated. So it changes the pressure and the pull on that joint. So people with, um, with basal thumb joint arthritis uh, like, like the WAGS too and tend to um, prefer the Ultra, I think, just because of the thumb, the Lycra thumb that stretches in case their thumb is, you know, is swollen. So... Actually, what's really interesting when you talk about that one uh, ligament right in there, the basal thumb, is it what you joint, call it? The, uh -huh. the, the, the joint. basal thumb <laughs> joint here. I, I noticed that uh, through my conversations with um, a lot of people who are, for example, accountants, you know, they may mm. not have the carpal tunnel, but it's that one joint, you know, in their thumb for whatever reason of however they're working, I don't know, on their calculator that that one joint gets really bad. 
Well, I think it could be the calculator as well as if it's on their dominant hand, it's um, it's probably the mouse. I know that if you're working on spreadsheets, you're using a mouse, you know, you could be using a mouse a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and with the calculator, it might be the repetitive sort of pounding. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, but I do know that uh, I was having some issues with my thumb and I changed my mouse to an ergonomically designed mouse, and it made a huge difference. It was a, a simple little change to yes. I've got a mouse that fit my hand. My mouse was too large, really, for my hand, and so I was I was grasping my my thumb was going out farther than it needed to to sort of control the mouse, and it was really irritating it. Mm -hmm. um, and so, just shifting to an ergonomic mouse um, really helped. But so, there's little, I think, little things you can do. Um, so, I, I haven't talked to any accountants lately that have that <laughs> issue, but I'll have to listen for that. And well, when people call and ask about the thumb, I'll, I'll ask them if they're an accountant. Yeah, work with a some bit other more. keyboard, right? <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't know, without sort of watching them and analyzing the movement, I can't give you an answer as to why, um, but I just suspect it's a re repetitive strain issue. Yes, yes. Um, some Pilates instructors were having trouble with their thumbs. Um, the clips that you, the springs that you have to undo, they used to have a little right. hinge that you had to push down. And all day long, they're setting up the reformer mm. machine for their clients and pushing on that little clip. And and it's just, you know, it was really stressing this, the tendon that goes on the back mm -hmm. of the thumb. Fortunately, the, you know, they've redesigned some of those clips and, and um, some instructors have gotten smart and taught their clients how to change the springs <laughs> so that they're not the one doing that motion all day. But our thumbs are really abused. I, um, I do a, a monthly joint protection tip that I send out. And uh, I talk a lot about the thumb because, you know, with our texting society and oh. iPods and you think about everything we do with our thumb and they're just getting, um, they're just getting abused. And, and it was probably about maybe six or seven years ago that um, the syndrome was sort of dubbed blackberry thumb, you know, <laughs> and it, it wasn't from picking too many blackberries. It was, you know, it was from overuse of our, uh, you know, portable devices that was causing this tendonitis in people's thumbs. And it was sort of a, there was a real spike in it for a while. And I think some of the manufacturers have changed the design to, um, to improve that, but Anyway, I'm getting off track, but our thumbs are over. Our thumbs are overused. <laughs> they are. And this next generation, I always say this next generation that's coming up with all these devices, you know, uh, before it was the children with their little Game Boys, as you say. Right. I mean, I just said one generation is going to come up with these huge, massive thumbs, you know, as we evolve because of all the texting and everything and the games and or maybe smaller thumbs because all the little you know it's like all these little micro movements are required right. that's almost harder you know the re little micro yes. movements um is almost harder than you know larger movements but right. well I'm, I'm very thankful for now the larger ipads and everything where children can actually use their hands and other fingers you know yes. <laughs> and us <Yes>. too right. <laughs> exactly so, so Paula, you have one more, and this is, I have to, I have to be very honest with everyone. This is the first time I am touching these new gloves, your newest design. 
Oh, the Flex. Yeah, that mm-hmm. one has been out um, oh, about a half a year or so. And um, again, uh, this was, you know, through sort of talking to customers and, um, you know, one of the things that was apparent was that for some people, um, they might have needed the WAGS Pro or the WAGS Ultra to help them through an injury, but then once the um, hand was healed and the wrist was pain-free, they wanted something that would help to prevent the wrist pain from reoccurring, but didn't know if they necessarily wanted the thickness of the gel pad in the Pro and the Ultra. So we, you know, played around and came up with the, um, and I really looked at two things when I, I changed the design of the flex pad. And mm, unfortunately, I don't have a bare pad to show you. And I don't know if you can see the outline here. I'll hold it up. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. yeah, so what you can see is the, the shape stayed the same. We still have the little curved butt with the uh, <laughs> the, the cutout for the median nerve. But the two main differences in this pad is that it's thinner and it's shorter in the palm. So the ultra pad um, comes all the way down to the knuckles on the palm. Oops, there we go. Mm -hmm. And then the flex pad, sorry, I don't have one with me. It stops really midway through the palm, right at that crease, that that hand crease. So you get more contact with uh, the floor, um, which for some Uh, People that practice a lot of arm balances in yoga really like that hand contact with the knuckles on the floor. Mm -hmm. And there's not as much of a shift of your balance and adjustment needed with the thinner pad because um, with the Ultra and the Pro, that is something that you'll find if you, you know, start doing handstands with that on. You're just going to have to adjust slightly because the heel of the hand is elevated, so it will slightly tweak your... um, you know, your center of gravity. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with this glove, it's a little bit thinner. The pad is thinner, so the wedge is less. So instead of about a 15-degree reduction in wrist extension, it's around a 7 to 8-degree reduction in wrist extension. So not quite as therapeutic. I don't recommend these for someone that has a significant injury, but someone who has mild wrist pain or wants to prevent the onset and, you know, wants a little bit of padding. And um, kind of wants to use this more as a cross-training glove. We have some mm-hmm. people that use both, and they use the Ultra and the Pro for, for weight-bearing, so the push-ups, the TRX, Pilates, yoga. But they use the Flex style for their biking and for weightlifting mm-hmm. because it's shorter in the palm. You're able to wrap your hands around like, you know, like this a little bit easier. Here, mm-hmm. I can just put it on and show you. So, you know, you can get a a nice tight grasp, whereas the other one was really designed with an open hand in mind. And while you can grasp, it does have the padding that comes all the way down, you know, to the knuckles. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, um, so this is the flex, the WAGS flex and kind of flexible use is the, where the, the flex term came from. So you can use it for kind of a cross training glove. And and also that um, the material at the bottom of mm-hmm. the glove is is very different. It doesn't have the the nonstick. That's that's correct. This glove um, we chose. It's it's a coated fabric, so it does it is non skid. Mm-hmm. 
but um, if you notice this one stretches and so this one has this this non-skid actually has some stretch to it mm -hmm. and so these gloves um, because they have a little bit greater stretch they can accommodate you know a, a little bit wider hand range mm -hmm. um, because they can stretch and fit uh, various width hands so these come just in small and medium whereas our other two styles come in four sizes uh, extra small small medium and large mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so I know when I put this medium on it, it fits slightly looser and that's I'm assuming for the cross training um, and you might be a small Christina I don't know if oh. you are a true medium <laughs> okay. uh, you looked, I mean, I, I can't see the size of your hand, but just your body looks like you have a small frame. So you might be a small. Right. Um, again, they might fit a little bit looser, but we don't want a loose, a real loose fit um, with this glove. You can, in fact, go a little on the snug side because that palm fabric, that non-skid stretches. So you'll get a nice, uh, you know, a nice snug fit. Ah. I have a question. Sure. The man behind the camera. Yeah. <laughs> when I, when I, I've got one of these new gloves on, it's very cool. Um, I think I will actually start trying one of these. Um, when, when I find when I'm doing like a down dog or whatever, I had a lot of tendency to have problems with my wrists. And I actually had to train myself at one point about 10 years ago to be ambidextrous and use my left hand and my mouse hand, you know, That's for, a really for good everything. Idea anyway. Because yeah. I, I work like, 15, 12, 15 hour days in front of, you know, four glowing monitors. And it's important not to strain and overuse one of them. So mm -hmm. I, I just try and, you know, multitask between certain tasks and screens and computers as to which mouse hand I'm using. But I found uh, now my, you know, my wrists are fine. I take a lot of MSM and stuff. But when I'm doing down dog, I've, I've heard that, you know, you shouldn't put your hand flat against the surface of the floor, but you should instead like cup so that the bottom of, you know, this, uh, area in here is kind of like not touching the, the actual you know center point of your hand won't be touching the floor and you kind of cup your hand in this position do you mm -hmm. do you know anything about the whether that's a myth or if that's like better it, it almost like takes a focus to put your hand in that position and really spread out your fingers and not because normally I just want to stick my hands flat right well I think what happens when you when you do put your hand flat and, um, um, you know, I think the downward dog is such a tricky position because it really, uh, to get your shoulders and elbows and wrists and everything in the correct alignment and then to distribute your weight between your, your legs and your hands, because I think what happens a lot of times is people sink too far into their um, hands and don't pull back at the hips, which distributes the weight back towards the feet right. um, but what can happen uh, is that you do have a tendency to sink into your hands and by curling and cupping your fingers it's engaging the flexor muscles of the palm which sort of just lifts you out a little bit and it kind of stops that natural sinking in so I think it helps to activate everything and keep you really sort of alive in the position instead of hanging out you know just kind of passively hanging out but I'm not a yoga instructor, so um, I would love to hear, uh, you know, two yoga instructors talk about the, you know, really the difference between, because I've been in classes where they tell you to ground down, you know, from the tip of your fingers to the base of the knuckle and lift out of the wrist, 
And then I've been in classes that tell you to cup and to really to almost imagine there's a ball under your hand and to cup, cup your hands. Yeah, that ball, and I, I find, that ball I find both. Yeah, I find both techniques interesting. Um, while we're talking about the downward dog, um, you know, I will, I will say that that position has been my nemesis. Um, <laughs> when, when I hear from customers um, anything uh, negative about the glove, it's generally always related to the downward dog position. And what happens in this position, um, in say a plank position, your shoulder, elbows, and wrists are all in a vertical alignment. So the force is directly down. But when you're in a downward dog position, you um, are shoulders, elbows, and wrists are all lined up more horizontally or on an angle. So the force is linear. It's not vertical. It's not the force isn't going down. It's going out. And so because you're on a wedge, if you're not grounded down and lifting out of your wrist, in fact, if you put too much pressure in the heel of your hands, which is a tendency of a lot of people in that position is to sink into their wrist, you will, as you're pressing forward, you'll, you're, you'll, you'll slide because you're, you're pressing forward. You'll, you'll slide in the glove just slightly. But what stops you from sliding is the fingers. Yes. And so people and say that, yeah, people say that they get pressure. We've dubbed it as finger wedgies. Um, but that people get, <laughs> people get pressure between their fingers and they don't, they don't like that. It's, you know, it's irritating. It's uncomfortable. It's distracting, um, you know, whatever it is to you, but it's not the experience that, you know, you want. And so one of the things I always tell customers is that there, for some people, there can be a learning curve to using WAGs and that if you actually learn to work with WAGs, you're going to improve your form in downward dog because you shouldn't be sinking into your wrist. And that's what's causing that sliding forward is because you're putting too much pressure in the heel of your hand. And so I always explain the, and you know, we ha and we have a description on our website too, but just either to ground down and lift out of the wrist or to cup the fingers. And my, my new favorite technique is cupping the fingers. I always used to just lift out. Um, I think if you're in a class where you hold downward dog a really long time, that can be difficult to sustain that lifting out. It takes a lot of strength in your, your upper body. Whereas the cupping, um, it just it really sort of just shifts the focus from the wrist to the fingers. And it prevents you from sliding forward so that the gloves are, you know, are more comfortable. And it's helping you to really achieve that proper alignment that yeah. you w would be striving for if you didn't have the gloves on. Right. I so, actually get the same. Bring um, it up down dog because, you know, that is, um, <laughs> we, we call it D to the three, the damn downward dog. Yeah. But <laughs> I get the same thing with uh, toe socks, too. Sometimes with the down dog, you know, I like the toe socks because they're grippy. And my, my yeah. toes can be exposed, but if, if it's really cold on a cold floor, um, yeah. the toe socks will get, I guess, uh, toe wedgies or whatever. <laughs> I, I have that happen more like in a warrior when I'm pressing, you know, pressing forward like in a warrior pose. It's when I, I have the socks pulled between my toes. But um, I love those for just practicing like on a wooden floor without, without a mat. Um, and the wags have the non-skids, so you really don't need uh, – you don't need a mat. So like if I'm traveling or something, I, I, you know, I just take the gloves and my socks and I'm all sad. I don't need a mat. 
so lucky I've never been able to do it without a mat. I'm a little bit too bony. <laughs> As the downward facing dog, you know, between the knees, the back, the hips. Oh, it's <laughs> I'd need to be wearing pads all over me. <laughs> oh my goodness. No, these are, this is a, a, a very interesting gloves so i guess uh, segovia is going to test these ones out for you now and do a little testimonial for you on this one <laughs> so segovia will you wear the flex for yoga or for biking or what would you what would you do with it probably yoga mostly okay because he i think he's used to wearing the pro yeah the pro not the wrist one but the pro yes uh -huh. your original which which really helped because um, you know, I think all the hours of working on the keyboard has, you know, affected, again, that, that whole wrist syndrome, you know, though there's all the gel pads, everything, you know, he's, he works off of three keyboards and two mice, three mice. <laughs> and one trackpad. Well, it's good that you're mixing it up with a trackpad and a, and a, and a mouse. I think that's always a good idea. And I, I'm, I think it's great that you've become ambidextrous with the mouse. I had... I had to switch over to using my left hand because um, I had an inflamed right wrist. Um, and it was really challenging. But you know what? It's really good for your brain, though, too, because to, to, to use your non-dominant hand, you're obviously you're stimulating your non-dominant side of your brain. So um, I used I just like talked to myself into it as brain fitness. But um, it was half the speed that I was used to going because... I just didn't have the um, coordination that I have in my right hand. And I guess there are mouse, mouses that are for either hand, and I didn't have the right hand, left hand version, so that would have been helpful. But I actually, for our um, monthly joint protection tip this last month, I did a um, ergonomic computer setup was the, the topic, and I went through how you should be set up you know, your keyboard, your monitor, your chair, your mouse to um, really minimize the musculoskeletal stress on your system from being at a computer all day. I mean, we are all spending far more time in front of these devices than we really probably should be. But um, if we're going to be, we need to be set up properly so that, you know, we're not straining our neck and back and um, arms and shoulders and wrists and all that. So... Um, I'll send you those tips, Segovia. <laughs> Thank you. So we can imagine those days where um, the secretaries would be typing on a on those old uh, uh, typewriters for hours at a time. I mean, I think we have it pretty easy well, with, with these the, soft with the head, with the head with the headset on and the you know the head. But you know the interesting thing, and I I. I found this fascinating, and I can't quote the study that I read, but they looked at, analyzed uh, traditional uh, typewriters versus keyboards because there was a, a much uh, sharper rise in carpal tunnel syndrome after everyone was um, transitioning to keyboards. And what they found was with the old typewriters, you know, I mean, I remember from typing class, you're like this, and then you're... You know, you you swing the carriage and you, so it's much more movement. There's so much more of your body involved, 
And it's almost this, this, you know, with keyboarding, we're still, and it's, it's fast, it's micro micro movements. movements. And it's all that repetitive, irritates the tendons. But with typing, you know, you're kind of moving like this and then you swing the, so they found that it was actually better. These, you know, now I don't know, obviously if they were, I don't think people who were typing kinds of hours that we spend on our keyboards you know i don't think that it was probably a fair equivalent but just in analyzing the movements um they found that that you were more subject to um issues with um your wrist with the keyboarding than you would be with a old-fashioned typewriter i think that the typewriter you know has a higher slant if you look at like most typewriters they're not laid out flat like a keyboard they've got like a steep cliff with the the keys rising a little higher you know, they're almost staggered right. like a, um auditorium seating. Right. And right. because of that nature, I think it's harder for people to rest their hand on something. Whereas because, you know, like the Apple keyboards are almost flat. And so it's so convenient to just rest your hand. I saw on your blog, you had like these pictures like, don't put your wrist on the side of the desk. You know, that's a sharp object, you know edge of the, exactly. uh, the desk and too many people well that was the it. that's the same one i was talking about the tips so you already you already saw it yeah. yes and and i i know like you know back then typing was so new that you had to go to classes to learn to type now people they just they, they don't go to classes they just end up with a computer in front of them and they have oh to... they actually are teaching it in elementary school they start teaching keyboarding skills in third grade now right but i, I think like at an elementary level, there's there's teaching it. I'm sure, like they did, you know. Even when I was growing up, we had typing class, and but I right. think that you know, there's there's people that are, you know, they haven't been in school for 50 years, and it might have, you know, typing was more of a extracurricular activity that only a sub niche of people who are going to be in an office job needed, and so now all those people are getting computers in front of them, you know, and and they don't really know what to do. They were never taught, so they do the hunt and peck, and they rest it in the wrong way, and it. You know, they almost have a little computer in the kitchen on a tiny little ledge, and it's like the horrible ergonomics on a stool and everything like that. Well, don't even get me started on <laughs> laptops. I, I, I'll do a whole nother one on laptops sometime. This one was really just focusing on desktop computers, but laptops are going to, you know, it's going to change our posture because laptops are usually, because the screen is low. So you're, you're usually hunched over, and all the kids are on laptops. and you know, you talk to, <laughs> I, I, won't, I wouldn't even yeah. go on the tangent, the tangent about kids and their posture because, well, uh, I mean, I mean, I would love to have you come back on just, just to do a, a, a piece on that because I, I was going to say the days when we learned how to type on regular company and even write the posture, you know, of sitting up straight, shoulders are back and you are looking down at your page or looking straight ahead and everything is aligned right, right. they don't teach exactly. i mean i'm glad to hear you say that they're teaching that at uh, in third grade but that's almost too late now i've been watching children in my son's kindergarten where they're hunched right over slouching over their pen it's like where happened to that lift you know <laughs> Where the teachers are actually saying, no, sit up, sit up. <laughs> well, and if you talk to the teachers, they'll say that children can't sit up. They don't have the postural strength that they used to because they're not outside playing and climbing trees and climbing jungle gyms. They're hooked into electronics. Yes. And, I mean, 
development, child development is like one of the things I love. And so I could go on, oh, wonderful. on and on, on and on about what should occur from a baby, you know, up through young adolescence in terms of keeping your, you know, your, your body and your spine straight and strong and, um, how to balance everything out. And, um, you know, kids with these heavy, heavy backpacks, if that's yes. a whole, a whole nother subject, you know, that's horrible on their spines, but well, we're anyway. just going to have to bring you back, Paula, and we're going to have to cut up these segments of the different age groups, you know, because I do believe, you know, the, I mean, the reason why the show is called Trinity of Life is because it's to support, you know, all the all the, the circle of life, really. Which is wonderful. Yeah. And and, um, and really, the childhood, that foundational portion of childhood to me is so important as they say that is where it really is so key for right? so many things the brain development the physical development the self-esteem the it's Absolutely. so important i'm like five and under i think is just like all of the years are important but those are just critical 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 yes you know so. laying down that foundation the body structure and you know, I believe I, you know, having just going through this, I mean, our son just, uh, my son just turned five today, but, you know, and just watching uh -huh. the transitions, you know, and seeing the products that are out there, it, it, some of them just make me go, oh, it's very convenient for the parents, but is it very good for our children? You know, so That's, you really hit it correctly there. It is a lot about convenience and our mobile society. And there's a lot of devices to put babies in and mm -hmm. children in and and um, I'm a big advocate of lots of floor time for kids and babies and yes. particularly babies being put on their stomachs yes. um, which you know um, develops their back strength and, and neck strength so yes yes well, that's going to have to be a whole nother for us because I think that would be fun. Yeah, yes, yes, that would be great. The different stages, and and we can actually plan it out so people can uh, will know when you're on with each one of those. If you'd like to do that, I, we would be loving that. Sure, sure. My so, um, so Paula, uh, thank you for sharing with us today of all your your this this product that you've designed in support of so many individuals out there that you know they they really are suffering with the carpal tunnel and everything because of the keypad pads and things like that so this is wonderful that you know they can still go and be active during their life um are there certain uh because we're we've sort of come to the top of our hour but we can go on a little bit um is are there certain exercises that uh you would recommend uh or a, a wonderful tip that you could recommend to our audience who who, you know, in care of their elbows, um, their elbows, their wrists, because for me, it's all connected. You know, a lot of times mm -hmm. people say, oh, I'm having shoulder and neck issues. I'm going, well, what are you doing with your wrists and your hands <laughs> during the day? Mm -hmm. Because it's all connected and, and one leads to the next. I mean, is there certain things that, uh, a, a tip that you can leave our audience with? Hmm. Just one tip. That's oh, tricky, Christina. <laughs> well, I, I, this actually is a topic, you know, um, that we, I'll just give you a little, uh, you know, top, top news, um, is that we are developing a, uh, a hand kit that with the, po the focus really of being, um, 
a series of finger fitness and wrist fitness activities and exercises along with the tools that would enable you to, um, if you do have a weak wrist, some tools to strengthen it. Um, But I think it's really important to keep um, everything really flexible and the, you know, the keyboarding again is all flexion. So it's important. And this is, you know, yoga and, and um, different exercises where you are stretching your hand out um, is really good for keeping the flexibility. I'm a big proponent of keeping the shoulders open. And so I think, you know, always if you have a problem with the wrist, you should always look first to the neck and the shoulder Mm -hmm. and make sure that you don't have a forward head position and you don't have a um, a, um, rounded shoulder position. And that is going to affect the blood and nerve flow down your arm. And, you know, when it gets to the end point, it's when it's where it's going to be most compromised. So, you know, really start with your posture, your, your neck needs to be in alignment and your shoulders need to not be rounded and forward, but relaxed and back and down. And, you know, the hand open, um, the shoulders rotated back. And um, in fact, there. Um, there is a series of stretches. If any of the viewers um, would like to, they're specifically designed for um, when you're keyboarding to take a break. We recommend about every two hours to take a break and do this series of stretches. It starts with the neck and the shoulder, and it goes all the way down to the elbow, the wrist, and the fingers. And that's a free download on the homepage of our website. Um, if you sign up for our monthly joint protection tip, you'll see there's a place to sign up. And then um, once you sign up, you'll get that free download and it's pictures and descriptions of a, a series of stretches. And it literally, we've timed it and it takes less than two minutes. So it's something that I tell people the best way to keep stretched out um, while you are in the midst of your day. And, you know, people always say, oh, I just forget to do them. And I say, drink lots of water. And you should drink lots of water throughout Mm -hmm. the day anyway for your health. But then every time you have to get up to go potty, that's (laughs) your signal to do your stretches. So you take a, you know, a bathroom break and a stretch break. And if you do that, you'll at least get in the course of a day, you're going to get at least three or four stretches in, which can really help to prevent a lot of... uh, the repetitive strain injuries if you're just keeping things stretched out and relaxed and and not you know getting so intense about oh i got to get this done and you stay on the computer for hours and without you know <laughs> without stretching right. so if if um you know if anyone is interested in that that free download of of stretches to do while you're in the convenience of your you know your chair at your computer um it's at our homepage at getwags.com Oh, that's nice and simple. So getwags.com is where we all want to go to. And let's all download it and do some exercises. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Paula, for sharing with us today um, all this wonderful information. And it seems like we can so easily go off into another tangent of... (laughs) supporting individuals so you're just warming me up christina there you go (laughs) next thing you know there's gonna be a whole series that we're gonna do with you (laughs) thank you for having me it was my pleasure thank you so much and thank you everyone for joining us today and remember getwags.com for those wonderful tips on how to um, 
support yourself, especially if you're working on the computer and uh, sign up for her. Is it weekly tips, Paula? No, it's monthly. It's a monthly or tip? every other month. If I don't get it out monthly, it's every other month. There you so go. I don't, I, don't, I don't inundate people's mailbox. <laughs> there you go. So thank you so much, Paula. We look forward to having you back on My the show. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, Christina. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Namaste.